0: Faster than, Faster than expected. Abrupt climate change and the consequences for us and other living beings on our earth. No one should be alone in the greatest challenge of our time. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. Here's your host, Wolfgang Warminghausen. Hi everybody. This is the fifth part of my podcast episode "As If One Year to Live" with my guest David Korn. I'd like to start with a quote from George Gurdjieff. Remember, you come here having already understood the necessity of struggling with yourself, only with yourself. Therefore, thank everyone who gives you the opportunity. Gurdjieff and my interview partner, David Korn, are both seekers of truth. With his radical honesty, David gives us back the question of an imaginary last year.
1: I agree with Gurdjieff that life just kind of happened. One of the things Gurdjieff said was, human beings cannot do.
0: In the face of collapsing biological systems on our earth, David shows himself with intelligent and deep thoughts and vulnerable sensitivity. David is living in Tacoma near Seattle, USA. He is a professional knowledge manager specializing in the planning, implementation and delivery of complex or interdisciplinary special projects and communication for small businesses, major initiatives and individuals. Among others, David is managing the communication of the leading climate disruption alerters Paul Beckwith, Ottawa, Canada and Stuart Scott, Honolulu. His website can be found at David Korn Special Projects. You'll find links in the show notes of this episode fasterthanexpected.1/FTE37. Fasterthanexpected.1/FTE37. Please feel invited to struggle with yourself, like Gorjev said, while you are listening to our episode. Welcome, David. I'm glad that you are joining my podcast episode, As If, One Year to Live. You are responsible that uh, there is this podcast in this form. First, I I started a podcast in German. You gave me advice how I can reach a um, a wider uh, public and so you gave me the advice to have English episodes, and so I started with uh, this podcast in in this form, and uh, I'm really thankful w- One of your your websites you imagine is uh, the one of Paul Beckwith. And that is a very vivid website and uh, with many videos. And it's uh, all about abrupt climate change. If you'd like to add something, please do it.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um, In addition to Paul Beckwith, who I've worked with for several years, we get along very well. We're both rated chess players, so we know how to think in a very visual way. I've been helping Stuart Scott since May very deeply. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has many helpers. And I'm just delighted to work with an integrative, world-class thinker like Stuart Scott.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: I do many things. I'm a classically trained architect. I was a broker at Morgan Stanley. I lived in a Zen temple in Korea. I never was a very good Buddhist. I'm a little too unconventional for that. Mm -hmm. But I had a guru for many years who lived with Maharishi Mahayash Yogi in India, was trained by her. And um, although I'm trained as an architect, I never really was very interested in the material world. I think I'm much more interested in ideas. So that's a little bit about me. But I call myself a knowledge manager. And uh, my focus is to help other people with their media, with their messaging, with their the structure of their lives and their finances or whatever. So I do a lot of things. I'm self-employed and uh, delighted to be here with you today and uh, honor you for your modesty and your strength and your love of your children and the outdoors. And you're way ahead of me, Hook. I'm way ahead. I'm nothing compared oh, to you. you. <laughs>
0: with, especially with your work, uh for Paul Beckwith of uh, Ottawa in Canada, you're quite familiar with climate change in an exponential way and mass dying and extinction and things like that. And today we try to have a little experiment of thought. And I I wish that you imagine you have your uh, you know your death date and you have about one year to live. And if you imagine this, uh, what is most important in your life and what do you want to do?
1: I've never been a very obedient person. I'm very independent. So I could talk about all the wonderful things that I would do or my reflections on my life, but I want to frame The whole question of what it is to even Mm -hmm. think about what it is to live for a year. Um, I said that I wasn't very interested in material things. I'm a very spiritually focused person. Even when I was managing $40 million at Morgan Stanley, I never was really that interested in, you know, the accoutrements of life, but more Mm. what it meant, the pattern. So what I have to say is first, Um, I'm not a Gurdjieff student, but George Gurdjieff used to say, uh, I would say, I I did study Gurdjieff very seriously, but I'm not a disciple of his, but I studied his work very deeply. And one of the things Gurdjieff said was, human beings cannot do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have people with uh, a lot of knowledge, but they can do nothing. Or they can do all kinds of things, but they lack knowledge. Okay. But to me, when I think of well, what do I? What would I do with one year left, left to live? There's an assumption there, which for me is poignant, pointed, is that we can do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to the podcasts of the other guests. They're very respectable people, Kevin and and Barbara. But um, you know, in my case, like. I agree with Gurdjieff that life just kind of happens. We can talk about all the wonderful things that we would do to right our wrongs or to go visit places or do things. But the assumption is, is that you can do. And Gurdjieff says we can do nothing. And I, I kind of agree with that. You know, I am very involved behind the scenes with different people in climate activism. And the assumption is, is that you can write a white paper engineer a device or do cloud seed seeding seeding or uh, reduce ocean acidification but you know most people not there are some who are very strong but you know most people cannot manage their email inbox Mm -hmm. they cannot manage the five feet around their desk i know you can manage your email inbox i can do that there are other things i cannot manage But the whole idea is that somehow we're told we have have a year left to live and that somehow we're going to have power, efficacy, to be able to take action and do things. And, um, you know, I'm not proud of this, but the one gift I could give your listeners would be to give an honest statement about myself.
0: Yes. please. And that is
1: I've not had a particularly happy life. Now, uh, Hmm. I'm not complaining. I accept what I have. I meditate every day. I'm on a spiritual path. I source within myself. Life has not been happy. You know, there's a disease called MS, multiple sclerosis, which I don't have. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if someone had MS, maybe they can't run a marathon, but they can go walk the 200 feet outside their house. That's a good day. So for me, just not to be unhappy is an attainment because I had depression since I was 10 years old. And I do a lot with nutrition and exercise and correct living. But, you know, the assumption is, is that somehow um, I'm going to be told I have a year left to live and somehow find this happiness or this realization. Mm -hmm. I don't have that. What I have had in my life is exposure. I feel like I'm from another world. That's what I feel. I'm not really even from planet earth. I've always felt like uh, I'm from somewhere else. So it's sort of like I've been on earth in sentencing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So in exposure, you're climbing a big wall without pro without protection or ropes, that's exposure, or you take a photograph and you have exposure. In my life, what I've experienced is been exposed to many environments and personalities and things, and that's the way it's been. So, um, along with that, I would say that I have a lot of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's some special thing that I would do because that assumes that if I wanted to do something, that I could do it. We're all kind of stuck in life. <laughs> Maybe you're not stuck. Maybe Kevin's not stuck, or Barbara. I'm stuck. I've been stuck my whole life. And I don't, I, I think it's fanciful to think that it would change, mm-hmm. but I do feel great gratitude for the life that I've had. I've had very good health. I had recent health crisis, but I can still run for two hours. I'm still hoping to run an ultra marathon or climb some mountains or make love again or cook a special meal. But, um, you know, I don't really have a list of the things that I would want to do because that would assume that I could do them or that I'm not doing them now. And really, my view of the world is we are in a hospice situation. It's not that we have a year to live. It's more like three, four, five years. Who knows? I don't think there'll be mass. I don't know that there'll be a huge mass extinction, but I think population could drop off from 8 billion to a billion pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like I'm living in a hospice situation already. And the assumption is that somehow I can rearrange my brain or my motivation or purify myself and start taking incredible action. Well, I'm doing the best I can right now with what I have. And um, part of me would be glad to leave this planet. You know, uh, Earth is not such a happy place. I'm much more like a Buddhist that way. And uh, life is suffering. Life is problems. And that's not very uplifting. But that's what I feel. Mm. So uh, what else? Um, I've talked about gratitude. I've talked about exposure. Um, you know, there are people in sales. I've done a lot of sales work. And there's the salesman who's an alcoholic and his wife is leaving him. And you run into him in the morning and you say, how are you, Bob? How are you? Goes, oh, I'm fantastic. Well, I don't want to be like one of these salesmen that's always having a good day. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of regrets in life, a lot of things, a lot of mistakes that I've made. And I've been very humbled. And, uh, you know, I wish, I wish life were different. There are people who say, oh, I never would have done my life different." If I could do anything before I would leave this world, I would want to help others, help mentor young people. Mm-hmm. But that would be assuming that I'm not doing it now. I mentor people all the time, and um, I'm not the embodiment of a good life, but I'm the embodiment of an honest life, and I've tried to help others and try to honor my agreements, and. Um, uh, really grow my sense of compassion for others so i hope i've not disappointed you but it's been honest but this idea that somehow you're told you have a life uh, one year left to live and somehow you're going to go do it believe me if you could do something special today you do it now or this week mm-hmm. We're all kind of just stuck here in our bodies in our apartments in our homes in our careers and uh that's my view of reality. We're all in. We're all sentient beings stuck in the mm-hmm. physical form. My guru Joy used to say, "Enlightenment is embodied in physicality. You can't just look up and will yourself into a change in physicality in your environment." You know, people talk about um, how should I say? People talk about transformation and community development and saving oceans and rivers, and, you know, we're in this gigantic grid of electric, electric electricity and communications and virtualization, and we're stuck in this for most of us in the industrial world. You can't change it. Mm. But if you are going to change it, you do it a little bit at a time, but this is the way life is, and uh, human beings have really destroyed this planet and made a place that's really more like uh, slavery, not not freedom. I don't know how it is in Germany, but in America, things are just insane. And uh, I don't like being an American, and I don't like being on this planet the way it is, and I will welcome the day that I leave this world.
0: Mm. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> um i I think um, many of our listeners will know what what you're talking about that uh, everybody i think i don't don't think there's we we can pass this that we struggle with our lives i i also knew phases of de- depression uh, in my in my life and and also in 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 the side of this um, bio- biological disaster and collapse, uh, there are not very, very um, good feelings <laughs> I'm experiencing, and um, I th- think it may help many, many people to to be th- that honest, like you try to be, and to. To say as it is, and uh, not to to have uh, to to play the the good boy or something like that.
1: Two two things. Um, I mm-hmm. want to really underline that I'm. I have so much gratitude, even though I had a recent health scare. My blood mm-hmm. pressure got that taken care of I knew something wasn't right and other than that I can't remember the last time I had a flu or cold. I think I had a cold in 2012. I never get sick. I've had wonderful friends. Mm-hmm. I've had some wonderful women in my life. I've had wonderful friendships my whole life. I've had so many gifts given to me so it's not that I'm ungrateful it's that life is not been. life has been endless struggle and it, it's, it's here today. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, is I got to know. Um, uh, recently, Guy was uh, mentioned in his. Uh, I think it's his March sixth Nature Bat's last. He talked. He mentioned his experience with Mark. Um, Mark Austin and I've had probably twenty five or thirty hours of conversations with Mark. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to know real Mark Austin,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he can't say everything that he's been told now, but I can say that, that the U.S. government is planning on collapse, planning on real impact in three to four years. It's real. It's coming. Mm-hmm. And this idea that somehow we're going to do something and change all this, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And the greater powers are planning um, for complete catastrophe. And the owners and controllers of capital at the helm are determined to build more airplanes and cruise ships. And it's it's absolutely hopeless. It's absolutely hopeless. And uh, I feel like I'm living in a hospice situation. So I don't need to wait a year. It's right in front of me today. And it's it's sad and it's unfortunate. It's such a beautiful world, but... Um, um, the people at the very top know collapse is coming and yet they're determined to drive this car off the cliff just like kevin and guy have so well articulated in the past yes. uh, i i hope you don't mind my saying that
0: let's drive up and down the cliff <laughs> i i think so too um there's nothing nothing to stop this we we can't stop it and The whole humankind won't stop it either.
1: Well, that's the whole thing about Gurdjieff, which is he says we can do nothing. So even if, you know, I knew a man once who got lung cancer and he quit smoking. And what did he do? He started smoking again twice Mm. and he died. And we're all to one degree or another like the people who are told by the doctor, you have to stop or you're going to be dead. So I had some notes here about um, that we, we have this idea that we're strong, but we're stuck, all of us. Mm-hmm. And this idea that you can, can, can figure things out in your mind and make them happen, but human beings are stuck in their bodies and society is stuck. And what little control exists is just for making massive amounts of money and the planet is really in the grip of the owners and controllers of capital and political and industrial power, and they've got us by the the cojones. They've got us. Mm-hmm. There's no way out. So, uh, like Derek Jensen, you know, I believe nature and uh, what eight hundred thousand years or six hundred thousand years will correct itself, but. Human beings won't be here the way they are. There will be very few of them. And uh, human beings are like, what is it, Samuel Johnson says, uh, life is nasty, brutish, and short. Mm-hmm. Human beings, the planet will be much better without humans. Mark my words.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not bitter. I'm grateful. But it's time for this human experiment on Earth to end.
0: Oh, yeah. i I think what we can do is uh, in in this hospice situation we can can live a life in in and with gratitude and with compassion and try try to help others even if we we can't change uh, very much uh, but try to to have this compassion and this help and uh, to to have others uh, in in our mind and in our view
1: being told we have one more left one year left to live and then make a change assumes that we don't all live in addiction to food to hot showers to warm homes to clean bedding to immediately available food to mobility to inter- to uh, uh, virtual virtualized communication. But not all of us, but most of us are living in a type of addiction. And being told we have one year left to live does not change that. If anything, uh, it just reinforces the fact that uh, really nothing nothing changes. So I'm trying to live every day now.
0: Mm -hmm. Correctly,
1: but um, uh, life for me feels like sentencing, like being in prison. And I, I've really gotten interested in the last year looking up at the stars. I think there's a star uh, I can't pronounce it right. It's probably German, Betelgeuse or whatever. It's, uh, you know, there's. there's a group of stars that are 8 million light years away, and Betelgeuse is 20 million years away. It's the same size as this closer, the Pleiades or whatever, but uh, 80 times the distance looks to be the same size. I look at that, it's just so amazing. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I came from that world, and I look forward to returning. Mm-hmm. And yet I understand things like spreadsheets and the stock market and uh HTML or whatever. It doesn't mean that I'm really part of this. It just means I know how to how to play the game on earth and how to help humans get their stuff done. But I'm not really a believer this is some great game, some wonderful thing. It's uh I look I look forward to going back home. I really do. I look at the stars and uh, uh mm-hmm. I feel I will go back there and meet people here on Earth. And I feel like they're from there, too, and uh, we'll all be back home eventually.
0: Yes, with this view to the stars, we we may end our conversation. Thank you very much for your open and honest words. Um, I just say goodbye.
1: Thank you, Gong. You're doing great work, and you're a gentle soul. And I wish I was much more like you, as modest and as kind and loving your children and loving others, and so gentle. And uh, if I was like you in the last forty years, I know I would have had a much better life. And we all mm-hmm. can learn a lot from your attitude. And I'm inspired by you. Thank you. And humbled by you.
0: Oh, thank Thank you very much for these warm words. <laughs> Goodbye. Faster, Faster than, expected. than expected. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. If you like my podcast, please share it on social media. You'll find a link to subscribe and more information in the show notes at fasterthanexpected.one. Take care.